بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم حضرت تمیم داری رضی اللہ عنہ سیز that اللہ تعالیٰ tells ملک الموت go to my certain friend and bring his soul I have tested him in both happiness and sorrow he has passed successfully as I desired Allah Ta'ala says that I have tested him in both happiness and sorrow he has passed successfully as I desired this is something that we tend to forget that even times of prosperity of ease this is also a test when there is some difficulty some hardship that everybody regards as a test as a trial but even ease and prosperity is a trial and sometimes a bigger trial one sahabi says ubtulina fid darra'i fasabarna that we were tested with hardship and we bore that patiently and then he says thumma ubtulina bisarra falam nasbir and then we were tried with ease and we didn't manage to make sabar now this is something we have to understand that this is not talking on our level this is talking on the level of the sahaba ikram where the slightest little something that wasn't of the highest level they regarded it as a major deficiency like the case where hazrat huzaifa radiyallahu ta'ala an hazrat hanzala radiyallahu ta'ala an just perceived that little difference in his heart in terms of the feeling that he experienced in the company of nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam when he went home he didn't feel that same fervor of iman the fatwa he gave against himself was nafaqa hanzala that hanzala has become a munafiq that why am i feeling this difference this change of that fervor that the drive of iman that i felt in the company of nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam why did i not feel the same at home so nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam explained to him that this doesn't happen like, like that you won't feel the same all the time but this is the point that this statement that thumma tulina bisarra falam nasbir this is on that level that we were tested with ease and prosperity but we did not manage to make sabr but that's the lesson for us that even ease prosperity this is to also a trial and very often this becomes a most severe trial when a person is some kind of constraints some kind of test allah taala save us allah taala protect us from all trials and all tests but many a times this becomes a means of a person turning to allah taala and when things are easy sometimes people are hurt saying this though the person is blatantly engaged in wrong kind of wrong lifestyle in ill deeds in wrong kind of transactions clearly impermissible transactions and person says if things were if i was somebody bad then i would not have been enjoying life like this Now that is a major trial that is a major test and this is the thing that sometimes people get deceived in allah taala sometimes gives a person respite and the person mistakes that respite as something that is a gift for him despite sinning if things are easy that is a very dangerous condition despite blatant sinning if things are just opening out apparently then that is not something to be regarded as a gift and a bounty that is rope and a person should turn to toba and istighfar very quickly so this is what is being explained here is that i have tested him in both happiness and sorrow 
He has passed successfully as I desired. Bring him so that he may be relieved from the difficulties of this world. Malakul Maud comes to him with 500 angels. All of them come with the shrouds of Jannah. In their hands they hold a bouquet of sweet rehan, basil, which is made up of 20 different colors. And in each color there is a different fragrance. Amongst the things they bring with them is a white silken cloth from which the fragrance of musk emits. Malakul Maud sits at his head side while the rest of the angels gather around him. They place their hands on all parts of his body. The silken cloth is then placed under his chin and a door of Jannah is opened in front of his eyes. He is entertained and diverted by the many new fascinating things of Jannah. Like the household folk would divert a child, a crying child's attention towards different things. At times, the damsels of Jannah are brought forward. At times, the fruit of Jannah. And at times, the excellent clothing. In short, different bounties of Jannah are brought forward. The damsels of Jannah jump with joy. Viewing the scene, his soul in the body palpitates and throbs. Like an animal would flutter to come out of a cage. Malakul Maud tells him, O blessed soul, come towards thornless low trees, lays of bananas, spacious and wide shade, and flowing waters. These are some of the scenes towards which the Quran indicates in Suratul Waqi'ah. Malakul Maud speaks to him in such a soft tone as a mother would speak to her child because he knows that this soul is a favorite of Allah Ta'ala. He approaches the soul very kindly so that Allah Ta'ala may become pleased with him. The soul comes out of the body so easily as hair is taken out of dough. When the soul is extracted, all the angels greet it and extend to him the glad tidings of entry into Jannah. The Quran has mentioned it in this manner, those whom the angels cause to die in the state of purity. And if he is amongst the favorite servants, then it is mentioned with regards to him in Surah Waqiyah, then if he is among the near ones, there shall be rest, satisfaction and a garden of delight for him. In dunya, he sacrificed his rest for Allah Ta'ala. At the time of Fajr, he was resting, but then he sacrificed that rest because it was time for Fajr now. So he had to wake up and go to the masjid, so he didn't keep sleeping. He woke up and went. It was the time for him to relax at night in the evening on a hot summer's day, Isha is late. But he said, no, this rest is not the time for rest now. Now is the time to wake up and go to the masjid. And like that in all other aspects of life. And then he sacrificed his comforts. He sacrificed his leisures and pleasures. So that to serve the deen of Allah Ta'ala. He went out in the path of Allah Ta'ala for his own iman and to remind one another. Now this person who sacrificed this rest in his lifetime, now the time comes when the angels say to him, when Allah Ta'ala says regarding him, if he's amongst the near ones, there shall be rest. Now comes the time of rest, satisfaction and a garden of delight for him. When the soul leaves, it addresses the body. May Allah Ta'ala grant you the best of rewards. You were quick in obeying Allah Ta'ala. You avoided disobeying Allah Ta'ala. May this day be a blessed day for you. You have saved both yourself and myself from punishment. The body then addresses the soul in the very same manner at the time of separation. 
the portion of earth whereupon he used to make excessive ibadah cries. Subhanallah, can we imagine that the earth also cries over the departure of such a person. The heavenly doors through which his deeds used to ascend and sustain and sustenance used to descend also weep. Thereafter, five hundred angels gather around the mayyid. When those bathing him turn him from side to side, the angels quickly turn him. And before the people can enshroud him with a kafan, the angels quickly enshroud him with the kafan they brought. Before the people can apply ithar upon him, they quickly apply that perfume upon him which they brought. Then they form a line on both sides from the door of his home till the grave. They welcome him with dua and they seek forgiveness on his behalf. Looking at this spectacle, Shaitan cries so loud that his bones begin to break. He says to his army, may you be destroyed. How did he escape you? They reply, he was protected. Thereafter Malakul Maud takes his soul and proceeds upwards. Hazrat Jibreel welcomes him with 70,000 angels. These angels give him glad tidings from the side of Allah Ta'ala. Thereafter Malakul Maud takes him to the throne of Allah Ta'ala. Reaching there, the soul falls into sajda. Allah Ta'ala says, Take my servant, servant soul to the thornless load trees and clusters of bananas. When his body is placed in the grave, his salah stands on his right hand side, fast on his left, recitation of the Quran and remembrance of Allah Ta'ala above his head. The steps he took for salah with jamaat stand next to his legs. Those legs were walking towards the masjid. So now comes the time for, that, for those steps to be, that were taken to now pay him back. So those steps that he took for salah with jama'ah stand next to his legs. And patience upon calamities and refraining from sin stand in one corner of the grave. Thereafter punishment enters the grave and stretches its neck to reach the deceased person. If it tries to reach from the right hand side, the Salah says, keep away. By Allah, this person always brought difficulty in the world. Part of that difficulty was, for example, the time of Fajr on a cold winter morning. But he undertook that difficulty that I won't miss my Salah with Jama'ah. I will go to the Masjid. Other times, whatever other difficulties for the sake of Deen. So now that Salah stands at his defense. That keep away by Allah, this person always brought difficulty in the world. Now he has the opportunity to sleep with ease. Punishment now tries to approach from the left hand side. But Som, that is fasting, prevents him in a similar manner. Thereafter it tries to approach from the head side. But this time the recitation of the Quran and Dhikr block him. Saying, you have no right to approach from this way. What we understand from here is, that we need to have all these amal to our credit. We need to have our Salah also, or fasting as well. We need to have tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif and Dhikr. We need to have all these amal. In short, he cannot reach the deceased from where he wants to enter because ibadat protects the friend of Allah Ta'ala from all sides. Punishment then becomes helpless and returns. At this instance, patients who are standing in one corner says to the various ibadat, I was waiting to assist that side which may have appeared weak because of any deficiency caused in its execution. But all praise is due only to Allah Ta'ala 
that you have protected him collectively. Now I will be of help to him when his deeds will be weighed on the scale. Thereafter two angels approached the deceased person. Their eyes shined like lightning. Their voices sounds like loud thunder. Their canine teeth are as big as the horns of a bull. Flames of fire emerge from their mouths. Their long hair hangs down towards their feet. And the distance between their two shoulders could be covered only after several days of journey. They do not even have a touch of affection and softness. However, they do not treat the mu'minin severely. Nevertheless, their appearance alone is sufficient to scare a person. These two angels are called Munkar and Nakir. Each one of them holds such a huge and heavy hammer that if all the human beings and jinnat in this world wish to lift it, they will be unable to do so. They approach the deceased person and instruct him to sit up. The person immediately sits up and the shroud falls from his head to his hips. They question him, Who is your Rabb? What is your religion? And what is the name of your Nabi? The person replies, My Rabb is Allah. The one who has no partners, the sovereign master. My religion is Islam. And my Nabi is Muhammad wasallam, The seal of all prophets. Both the angels say, You have replied correctly. Thereafter they remove the walls of the grave from all sides because of which it becomes very spacious from the top and in all four directions the right, the left, the head and the leg sides this questioning in the grave and the answers that a person gives these are not the answers that the tongue gives though you will speak it with the tongue but in the grave we already know the questions, we know the answers a person sits in the examination hall but somehow if the paper leaked out and he sorted the answers. Sometimes he doesn't even know what he's writing, but he sorted something, he wrote it. And he'll get the full marks also. But he didn't understand what he wrote also. He doesn't even know what. It was somewhere just that you must take this one true and this one false. But he doesn't know himself what is true and false. But he just somehow, well, he was told question number one true, question number two false. So he ticked it. And he got his marks and apparently passed. But in the akhirat and in the qabr, what will really speak is the actions that a person did in dunya and what was in the heart if in the heart really was Rabbi Allah he really submitted to Allah Ta'ala as his Rabb and in his actions he submitted to Islam he loved Islam then and in his day-to-day -day life he loved the sunnah of Rasulullah then he will answer these questions in this manner otherwise we know the questions we know the answers but there it is not what we learned in terms of theory in dunya. The theory of dunya is not going to be able to help a person in the cover. It is what he lived. If he lived with that reality that Allah Ta'ala is my Rabb, he'll answer Rabbi Allah. If he lived Islam, living Islam, all the ibadat, his salah, his fasting, his zakat, his hajj, and then likewise, all his muamalat, his dealings were correct because that is also Islam. His social life, how he lived with his family, how he lived with his parents, how he lived with his neighbors, how he lived with people in general, that is also part of Islam. And what kind of akhlaq he had. So all this, he lived Islam. Then he will be able to reply in the cover, the dini al-Islam. And if he lived the sunnah of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then he'll be able to reply that my Nabi is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But if he lived a different life, 
he lived as if what was sustaining him, what was giving him sustenance was his job, his shop, his profession. And as a result, he was blatantly breaking the commands of Allah Ta'ala just in order to acquire the material things of the world. It would be very difficult to answer Rabbi Allah. If he lived his life contrary to Islam, to answer Deeni al-Islam would be very difficult. He lived the life of the Yahud and Nasara, their ways, their customs, his weddings in their manner, his lifestyle in their manner, his house and business in their way, his personal appearance in their way, very difficult to reply that my Nabi was Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa Then the reply as it comes later on will be ha ha la adri, I don't know. Because in practice he didn't know, though he knew the theory. So the thing is to make an effort to bring these realities in our life, then these answers in the qabr will be very easy. Allah ta'ala give us tawfiq. Subhanallah, bihamdihi, subhanakallah, bihamdihi,